On today's edition of the Locked on Leafs podcast, Mike DeSefano and I decide to put together our perfect leaf. We'll see who can come up with the best one here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked on Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morsuti from Sportsnet. As always, Locked on Leafs is a daily Maple Leafs centric podcast, so make sure you subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from, and you can now catch us up on YouTube each and every day, Locked on Leafs. We are now back to five shows a week, everybody. I am so glad that this means hockey is truly coming back. It was nice to get a break from it, but I need my Leafs fix. I need to get this team I need to get some get more Leafs going, right? So Mike and I decided why not get you guys ready for training camp by playing a little. It's, it's I wouldn't call it a game, but it's a little activity we we're doing. We did the same thing last year, and we wanted we had so much fun with it. We want to do it again this year and try to you know add in some different players to the mix this time around. We are going to make our perfect Leaf. Uh, just quick explanation, basically. We are. We have different traits. We gotta take one least player to fit that trait that we think does that the best or most ideal to what the type of player we want to create. We can only use that player once. And I think you're going to like how Mike and I don't agree on everything together in this. So, um, without further ado, let's get down to it and let's break down our perfect leaf. All right, Dave, we got another fun episode planned for today. This is something that we did last year, and it was a lot of fun, so I thought, let's do it again. Uh, it's building the best Leafs. We've got 10 different traits um, that possess what we believe to be a good NHLer, and we're going to basically take the best trait from each player and attach them to each one. So, for example, we've got, you know, shot, hands, passing, size, toughness, all that type of stuff. But we can only use a player one time. Oh. So we can't use Mitch Marner for like four of these, unfortunately, because it would be very easy to do so. And we can't use Matthews for multiple ones. We can only choose one player. And the objective of this exercise is to try and build the best leaf. So uh, you and I are kind of pitted against each other. I don't know what you've chosen. You don't know what I've chosen, but we're going to try and build the best leaf. We're going to put it uh, a poll up on, uh, up on Twitter. Uh, and you know, you guys can go and you can vote on that to see who does the best at the end of the podcast. Um, also, you can let us know in the comment section down below who built the best leaf. So why don't we start things off with uh, the offensive categories here and let's start with, you know, something that's you know rather important in uh, in the NHL and rather important for being a really good player. And that's having a really good shot. Uh, which player would you like to use uh, to build this leaf? Which shot would you like to, to have? I am going to go with one Austin Matthews. It's he's got the best shot in the NHL. 
deceptive, man. It's a deceptive shot. Like it's it's incredible. His release, the deceptiveness, the speed, the way that he can really just kind of flick the puck and it gets into the back of the rockets off his stick and into the back of the net. Like I'm I'm with you, man. Like a hundred percent. Austin Matthews is you got to take his shot. If you're taking anything from Matthews, it's got to be the shot. I will say, pardon me, debated putting William Nylander in here because he also has a really good shot. You're right. He does. The rich I have William Nylander for something else. So, yeah, it it is interesting, right? Like going through this, trying to, you know, put guys in certain positions. It is interesting because I I wanted to put someone here and it's like, oh, I think he does the best at this on the team, but I like him better in this position. You guys will figure it out as we're going through this process where we struggled. We'll kind of talk about where our process was as well. But obviously, this one was a no-brainer for both of us. Austin Matthews, best shot on the team, best shot probably in the league. Therefore, we would be dumb. If we're trying to build the best player possible by stealing a trait from each player, uh, if you're not taking Austin Matthews' shot, you're just going to lose this hands down. So, uh, yeah, Austin Matthews. Makes a whole lot of sense for this one. Um, the hands. Who's got the best hands on the Maple Leaf? Whose hands would you like to take and place onto our robot player, uh, our Frankenstein player here? Can't use Austin Matthews because we've already used Austin Matthews. So who are you using for hands? John Tavares. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Reasoning. My reasoning is when that puck is on his stick, Good luck trying to get it off of him. Nobody. He is so tough to knock the puck off of. He's and he's a very shifty player. I under, I know he's not the quickest guy, but in tight space, he can work around defenders. I've seen him make defenders break ankles. That's because he's got some silky hands. He's got some good mitts, especially in tight. You're right. There's not a lot of players who've uh, made a living in front of the net like uh, like John Tavares. That's a good one. Um, I did not have him there. I used him for another category. I actually had William Nylander here. Now I, I debated on Mitch Marner cause I think Marner's got some of the silkiest mitts out there. Like when he's in a groove and he's on one, like he just, the, the puck is on a string, um, when he's out there doing his thing, but you look at William Nylander and what he can do also when he's possessing the puck, the way that he can, um, the way that he can protect it, the way that he can skate through guys, put pucks through guys' sticks and through guys' feet, and the way that he can just get a shot off. He's got really solid hands, and I wanted to keep Marner alive for something else also, which is why I decided to go with Nylander. Um, so I've got Nylander in this position. You've got John Tavares. Perfect. Okay, let's move on to the next category here as we build this Frankenstein best leaf uh possible um passing passing is the next one we've got here uh who do you have here for best passer this one's gonna surprise you because it's not a forward it is a defenseman i'm gonna go with morgan riley interesting i nearly went with riley as well i nearly did but I kept him for something else. But I was also considering Morgan Riley. So please explain to me, explain to the viewers why you ultimately came to this decision. Well, I mean, he was top uh, non-forward in assists, right? 
37. Well, in last year he was he had 37 assists in 65 games. That's a pretty impressive clip for him, in my opinion. And I think of those 21 of the 37 were on at even strength. So he's not just relying on power play, although a good chunk of that did come on the power play. I, I just think he's he he can find people like in space and like he's he's the guy where he's coming off the rush, not always looking to shoot and he's looking to pass, right? And I think he's got that instinct and I like his passing instinct. He's usually pretty spot on with them. Yeah, great first pass for sure, especially from the back end, and he's he can he can also get you on the go, right? Like he knows how to put it right on your tape. Um, yeah, I, I, I almost had Riley here, but I wanted to put Mitch Marner here. Cause I, I, there's not a better passer on this team, in my opinion, than Mitch Marner. And, uh, you know, you, you may have wanted to keep him for, for something else. Um, but I certainly am looking at the way that this guy dishes the puck. I mean, anyone he plays with tends to have extremely high numbers, whether it's John Tavares or it's, uh, um, you know, uh, why am I blanking here? 34 Austin Matthews, you know, they all, I know how I blanked on that one. That was tough. That was tough to be fair. It's 1 AM where we're recording right now. So my brain may be a little bit, a uh, little bit off, off, uh, right now, but Austin or Mitch Marner to me is, is the best passer on this team. You look at the assist numbers that he puts up year in, year out. You talk about a guy who can put the, the, you know, puck right on the money. Um, dude, it's, it's Mitch Marner, right? Tape to tape. Um, you could sauce it like nobody else all the way across the ice too. Uh, so for me, I had to put Mitch Marner as, um, give him the, the passing skill as we build the best leaf, um, skating. Who do you have as, uh, the player you want emulating the style of skating that, uh, that this player is going to possess here? The best leaf, uh, Bill Nye, the skating guy. I, I considered Billy Nye. I considered it. My issue, and I actually, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, to my boy, Frank Corrado, because I consulted my list with old Frankie Corrado. Free Frankie. Oh, hashtag huge. Free Frankie. That's, that's just not fair. You got to get a former NHL to consult your list with. And what I'm- do you mean? I wanted to be, well, cause I, cause I struggled with a couple of these cause I didn't know where to slot guys. So I was like, okay, skating in particular, I legitimately asked him straight about this one. I said, top three skaters on the Leafs. Who do you, who do you have rank them for me? And he actually didn't have Nylander in his top three, which surprised me because Nylander was the guy who I originally was going to put here because I had already kind of penciled in Marner and, and Riley for like some other stuff. And then he made a good point to me about Nylander. Guy can't really skate backwards. And, 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 and that is a good point <laughs> when you're talking about the guy who you want to be, you know, a top skater and how you want him to emulate. If he's not a, uh, you know, if he can't skate backwards very well, um, maybe he's not the best person to put in this category, which is ultimately why I did end up leaving him off. So it's, I cheated. I get it. I talked to a professional, which I mean, I, I think that it's best for our viewers that I did that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's nice that you can just dial up an NHLer. I I get that. It's good. Frankie's my boy. So who did Frankie? Who who's from Frankie's top three? Did you take Morgan Riley? He was so 
I was very close to putting Morgan Rally for skating. I yeah. was. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to use Marner for something else, and that's why I had. So I originally had Marner for hands, I had Riley for passing, and I had Nylander for skating. And that that was where I went. And then and the then, whole thing got blown up by Frankie Crowd saying, ah, hold the Because, yeah, because then he's like, no, I think Riley makes sense for skating. I'm like, okay, well, then I got to fit Nylander in here somewhere. And that's where I was like, you know what? Nylander makes some sense because Marner is a great passer. Nylander's not a better passer than Marner for sure. So that that's kind of was my thought process as I went through and uh, and deciphered the rest of my my uh, my construction here. Um, so through the first four, we've got uh, our our offensive um, categories shot. I've got Austin Matthews hands. I've got Willie Nylander. Passing, I've got Mitch Marner. Skating, I've got Morgan Riley. To round out our offensive category, I've got we've got offensive IQ as one of our other um, things here. Who do you have as this Frankenstein's offensive IQ? Well, uh, I haven't used them yet, so this is where I slot Mitch Marner. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Does make sense. He's a pretty smart fella. Like he, no one. I, I think no one. Like he's among the top NHLers, in my opinion, on just producing offense and making plays where you're not sure how or where that idea came from. Like he's one of those players. Yes. Um, I've seen him just take a normal rush and just turn it into a breakaway out of nowhere. Like he's that he he's just that creative to me. So crafty. I mean, the, he's the he's called the magician for a reason, right? Like he's yeah. just magic with the puck, right? Like his offensive IQ is is off the charts. He can make a lot of things happen. Um but I hadn't used John Tavares yet. And I mean, for a guy who at this point doesn't have the boots anymore to be the player that he, he once was, not that he was ever a terrific skater, but in order to be a really good player in the NHL and not be a good skater, you got to be a smart player and you got to have good positioning. And you got to have a high level of IQ and to be a first overall, to be the first exceptional player uh, in OHL history or in junior hockey history, um, Typically, you got to be a pretty smart guy out there on the ice to be a first overall pick in the NHL draft. Got to be a smart dude. Got to know what you're doing. And to get paid $11 million, usually you, uh, you've got a high level of IQ when you're out there on the sheet. So uh, John Tavares, to me, very, very knowledgeable person. He knows exactly where to be. He knows how to position himself well. He knows when to engage in into into battles physically he knows you know how to engage with guys who may be bigger than him but he can you know get his body in the right in the right spots where he can win a battle along the boards or in front of the net and allow himself to be so good out in front as we had discussed earlier when uh, you were talking about his good hands and a lot of that just stems from him having a high level of, of offensive iq so um i used uh, Tavares in this category Put his brain, put Tavares' brain up in this uh, in this best leaf. I, I, I got to figure out a better way to say that. <laughs> We're building the best leaf, and the best way to do that is by putting Tavares' brain up in there. 
Um, considering I've already used Matthews, I've used Marner, I've used Riley. Tavares is definitely the next uh, the next guy I need to add here on my list. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, uh, Dave, we'll go through the defensive categories. Who's got the best defensive IQ on the Maple Leafs? Who's a hitting machine? And then we got some peripherals as well for uh, for this player. So we'll do all that more when we return. But first, Dave, a word from our show sponsors. Today's episode of Locked On These is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Step, step into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overrunners, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. If you want, you can also get your NHL props in right now. Get them while they're the, the, the props are at their best. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, welcome back into the Locked On NHL podcast, Locked On Leafs podcast. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano. I've got Dave Morissuti with me. we got podcasts coming out each and every Monday through Friday. Now the season is right around the corner, and we're back to five days a week. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts, also up on YouTube. Um, that would be much, much appreciated. We're building the best Leaf. We're putting together a Frankenstein Leafs player using one trait from each player. Um, We've got 10 different traits, and we can only use a player one time, rather. And we just went through our offensive categories. Uh, I'm going to go through my list, then Dave, you go through your list, and then we'll continue on with the defense. So I've got Austin Matthews' shot. I've got William Nylander's hands. I've got Mitch Marner's passing ability. I've got Morgan Riley's skating. And I've got the brain of John Tavares when it comes to offensive IQ. Uh, who makes up your player thus far? So far for shot, we have Austin Matthews, just like you do. Passing, I went with Morgan Riley. Skating, I went with New- William Nylander. Apparently, he can't skate backwards. And hand- not that he can't. It's not that he can't. He's just not, not as not, not the best. You know, little Louis Domingue, not the best. There's other more efficient guys at it, I would say. But. Uh, then hands, we have John Tavares. And then IQ, the brain, we got Mitch Marner. Beautiful. All right, we've got uh, five more categories here, a couple defensive and some peripheral categories as well. Um, well, we just finished off with the offensive IQ, so let's go with the opposite of that, the defensive IQ, the brain and the defensive end. Uh, which player are you using for this trait, David? I'm going to go with TJ Brody. Yeah, we're both at TJ Brody. Like, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's the Leafs' top defensive defenseman. <laughs> like, yeah. in, He's playing the most at five-on-five five when it comes to defensive uh, situations. Yeah, he, and he's still playing a lot of the power in the penalty kill. I think he's going to probably pay more than now with Justin Hall gone. So. Yeah. I think TJ Brody, yeah. Does he? Does every defenseman has brain lapses defensively? Because plays are pretty hard to decipher when they're things are going as fast as they do in the NHL yeah. nowadays. But generally, 
generally he's pretty good at you know making sure that those plays do not end up in the back of the net. So I think TJ Brody makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, like Brody, you look at over the course of the last you know three four years since he's been in Toronto, his expected goals against has always been among the tops in the league. Like defensively, you know, expected goals against as a positive defensive stat. You know what I'm saying? Um, usually he's really good at you know suppressing opposing teams offensively so uh, tj brody for sure for me and what, what's impressive about it is like he's not even he's not the biggest guy he's not the tallest guy he's not the heaviest guy he doesn't have the longest stick he doesn't have you know the best stride he's just a solid player and and, and you know tip similar to john Tavares, you know when it comes to not being the best at a lot of things but just being really good and being really smart you know tj brody a big reason for why he is so good is because he's just really smart on the ice. He knows how to position himself well to win board battles. He knows how to position himself well to box guys out, to clear up, you know, loose uh, loose sticks around the crease so that the goaltender can find the puck. He knows, you know, when to make the smart decision to chip it out uh, of the zone at the right time. He typically, um, you know, knows where to get into the lanes, whether it's a passing or shooting lane. Like, TJ Brown is just a, an overall smart player. He knows what he's doing on his own side of the ice. So, uh, for me, I think it was a no-brainer to make him uh, the defensive brain of this player. Uh, when it comes to hitting, however, who do you got here in a, for this category? It, it took me some time to really, because, I mean, like, Leafs have guys who hit, but not a whole lot of people who hit. Um, and I didn't want to cheat because technically this player, the player initially was going to pick, will probably never play with the Leafs again. And that was Jake Muzzin. I initially uh, had him, but then I went with the Jake Muzzin replacement and Jake McCabe. <laughs> I would have allowed it though. I know I would have allowed it because technically he is under contract. I yeah. would have allowed it, um, but I went the exact same route. Honestly, yeah. J- Jake McCabe. I mean, this guy was laying thunderous hits in the playoffs. Sometimes it was costly. Sometimes he was chasing the hits, and and it did annoy the heck out of me. In the playoffs, it did cost the team a couple of goals, I might add, as well, especially in that Florida series. Um, but you can't argue that he's not the most physical uh, defenseman that this team has, right? Yeah. Like, there's some other guys. I think Sam Lafferty was was somebody who I considered. He is certainly someone who was um, I, I had in this category and was thinking about potentially using him. Um, outside of those two, though, like, there wasn't – a lot. There was one other player who uh, I was considering using, but I decided to use him in another category. We'll get to that shortly. I feel like um, you and I might be going on the same path here. I it sounds like defensively. I I guarantee you for size for the player size. I can almost guarantee that we have a different player for that one because I went a little outside the box on mine. So I'll be curious to see what uh, what we get for that one. But McCabe certainly is is the. Uh, no-brainer pick here when it comes to to hitting. So, um, yeah, Jake McCabe. All right. Speaking of size, we're getting to it now. It's the next the the next subject here as we build the best leaf. If you could take any of the Leafs who are remaining, so we've already excluded, you know, quite a number of players available for the picking here. Um, but of the players that are left that you haven't taken a trait from. Whose size would you like to use for this player? I'm actually going with Matthew Nice. Matthew Nice. 
interesting. I love that. I hate that I didn't think of it. <laughs> I, I didn't even consider Matthew Nyes for because this. Everyone's thinking if for size you're going to go with Ryan Reeves, which he's a heavyweight. That's that's good if you want a guy that's just going to go around and hit people. Yeah. But Matthew Nyes is the perfect blend of size. Was He's six foot three, and he's just over 200 pounds. So he's not a small guy. He's not a massive guy, but he's big enough where he's going to knock the guys off the puck. He's going to get into the six, dirty three, areas. 6'3", 210 is what he's weighing in at right now. Right. And apparently put on a little bit of little bit of size too. I, I thought I saw uh, at the prospects tournament, there were some talks about how it looks like he may have put on a couple LBs in the right places. Yeah. I, I, I just have liked what like Matthew Nye's size that makes that makes him stand apart from a lot of the other prospects the Leafs have. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of guys with the size of a, uh, of Matthew Nye's. Dude, not even prospects. You, you look up and down the main roster. Yeah. Not, not a lot of guys who are 6'3", 210. Like, there's there's just not. Um, that is something that certainly the Leafs have lacked for a long time, his size. And that's what makes him so unique for the Maple Leafs, uh, to your point. Uh, I, It's a great pick. That's a great pick. And I'm, I'm actually disappointed that he didn't even come onto my radar for this one. Um, I did go off off the beaten path to find a player, though, who I really did want to find a way to get him on this list just because Ilya Samsonov, pretty good size, like six foot three, 215 pounds, like six, three, 215. That that's a perfect size for a hockey player. Obviously Austin Matthews, like six, four, 210, like that, that is also a perfect size. He's another player who would have been in consideration. If you didn't use him for shot, Ryan Reeves would have been in consideration for his size as well, but he may come up in a later category, I would imagine. Um, but in terms of size, like I was taking a look and I'm like, all right, how many guys are actually over six foot and over 200 pounds? And there's just not a lot of them, surprisingly. It's not like six foot, six one, one nineties, but Samson, was like one of the lone players who was like six, three, two over two ten. So I thought, yeah, that's a that's a good weight for uh, for a big strong hockey player. So six foot three, two hundred fifteen pound uh, Samsonov is the body build that I would like to use here. Um, well, I mean he's a little lankier, I suppose, than you would want, but I still think that it's a uh, it's a good size. It's a good I, I, he is a good size, and that's what made him a goaltender that was desirable right especially as a first round pick they like guys with size i mean i know andre vasilevsky is bigger than uh, than samsonov but he like that's what makes andre vasilevsky such a tough goaltender because of how big he is would so, you would you let me use dennis hill to be yeah, he's he's signed to an no, NHL con. He's signed. No, you cannot let me use Dennis Hill to be. No way, no way. That's the case. I mean, if that were the case, that would probably go with like Noah Chadwick. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Noah Chadwick. I don't think he signed. I wouldn't have allowed that. Oh, that's true. That's true. He's drafted. He's in the organization. But yeah. I want a guy who signed to a contract that's actually going to have a chance to make the team. Oh, Curtis Douglas isn't on the team anymore. I was going to say Kurt Douglas. No, Curtis like Douglas six, is not eight. on the team anymore. He's not there anymore. All right. Um, toughness. This is the category where, yeah, you could have used Ryan Reeves for size. 
could have used Ryan Reeves for hitting. But you'd be silly if you did not use Ryan Reeves in the toughness category. Please tell me that you are a smart individual and you're using the toughness of Ryan Reeves for this player. You know what, Mike? Just as you bring this up, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Because I'm bringing up somebody else who has, I call the old man toughness. Oh. When when Austin Matthews was jumped. Okay, go ahead. At the end of a near the end of the game, game was out of hand. Austin Matthews was getting jumped. Who's the one that stepped in there without any regard for his own life? Yeah, Zio Gio came in and laid a spear on. I think it was Konechny or Faraby, one of those two. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Konechny. Either way, yeah, he he literally hit a Goldberg spear onto a Philadelphia player who was picking on Matthews. Yeah, yeah, like. Ryan Reeves is, I'm not saying Ryan Reeves isn't a good pick. I just think Mark Giordano is tough as nails and like he's got the Italian toughness. You can't, (laughs) you can't go against the Italian toughness there. I I do gotta, I do gotta call a timeout here really quickly. Was Gio your original pick or did you switch it on the fly after my comments? Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you're not just hoping that you have the access to medication in an emergency situation. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. It is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and ongoing consultation care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is jsemedical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Kind of, I, I was flopping between the two. I hadn't kind of finalized them yet. I wanted to see what direction you went. I didn't want to be told. Remember, we're trying to do things. We want to give the audience a little bit of a choice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to check and see what Ryan Reeves is. Can you check out their fight record on on HockeyFights.com? Does it have their record? I guess there's no, like, real. I don't think they really. Record keeping of it, I suppose. Yeah. But I imagine he's got a high win rate. I would imagine he, he, he um, does. He had 56 fights with St. Louis, nine with Vegas, six with Pittsburgh, five with the Rangers, and five with the Wild. Like the dude is brought in here for his toughness. That's literally yeah. what he was brought in here because they lacked it. Yeah. So I I I think that Ryan Reeves has to be the. Uh, the pick here. I mean, you're looking for a guy to, to beat the oh, snot yeah. out of your opponent and Ryan Reeves certainly willing to do that. Zio Gio's got that old man strength. Absolutely. The, the Italian Godfather, but, uh, uh, Revo Revo for me is, is the pick that, uh, that I'm making. Uh, the last one that we got here. It's heart. Who's got heart on this team, David, who's got heart. Actually, this is where I put Ryan Reeves. Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Because he, like, he's, if you've ever met Ryan, like Ryan Reeves outside, if you've watched any of the stuff he does, 
like he's a very down to earth guy. Like, and we and we heard him kind of talk about what he wants to do. He kind of wants to shake things up. I think he wants. He's a guy that kind of thinks a lot with passion. He's got a lot of passion to him. And like you see him play, and and like you see him go fight like Tom Wilson, like the the battles he went through with Tom Wilson. Like that's a guy who you you need a lot of heart to do that, right? Like Tom Wilson sure. is no easy customer. For sure. Anyway, like I just like what Ryan Reeves. Like I think this is something that drew the leaves to Ryan Reeves. Of course, his toughness too, but I just think his personality and like just his competitiveness was another yeah. thing I think they liked from him. Yeah, I, I, you make a very compelling case there uh, as well. Um, you know, it, it, even like his literal heart, like as a person off the ice, he sounds like, you know, a really good dude. You mm-hmm. know, like anytime him and Scott Oak have interviews on Hockey Night in oh, Canada, yeah. like they they are always razzing each other and, and they got a really good relationship. And it's just, you know, it's fun to see personalities of players come out every now and then. You don't see it a lot in the NHL, but Ryan Reeves has never been shy to show that personality and, um, so not only on the ice, but off the ice, he's, he seems like a guy who's got, got a big heart and man, does he care? He, he certainly cares. That's for sure. He wouldn't be out there taking punches to the face and, you know, putting his body on the line if he didn't. Right. So he certainly is a guy who deserves to be, um, considered in this category. So we pretty much, we, we flipped cause I got Giordano as, uh, as okay. a guy for me with heart on this one. I mean, you brought up the example that I was going to bring, like this guy is, is willing to go and spear opponents uh goldberg style for his teammates like he cares that much about this group uh you're talking about a guy who played for league minimum there's no way that that guy was a league minimum player last year uh when he signed that contract but he just he cared so much to try and win here in toronto specifically that he was willing to play for league minimum and uh you know i i just think that he he cares so deeply. He plays tough. He plays hard. He wants to play every night. He might not be the player he once was, um, but you can't say that he's not going to put, you know, his best efforts forward every night, despite again, them not being as, as good as they were, he's still going to give it his all. Um, So I, I I got Zio Gio coming in as uh, the heart for me. It's a pretty good one there. So uh, to recap the entire list, I have Austin Matthews. I've taken his shot. I've gotten William Nylander's hands. I've got Mitch Marner's passing abilities. I've got Morgan Riley's skating abilities. I've got John Tavares's offensive IQ. I've got TJ Brody's defensive IQ. I've got Jake McCabe's hitting abilities. I've got the size of Ilya Samsonov at six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. I've got the toughness of Ryan Reeves and the heart of Mark Giordano. Um, That is the best leaf that I was able to build by taking one trait from each player, um, not being able to double up on any. And that's who I selected uh, as my Frankenstein player. That's how I thought I could build the best leaf possible. David, explain your final list. Yep. So we got obviously Austin Matthews with the shot. We have the skating of William Nylander, the passing of Morgan Rowley, the offensive IQ of Mitch Marner to go along with the hands of John Tavares. We have the defensive IQ of TJ Brody, the size of Matthew Nyes, the hitting ability of Jake McCabe, the toughness of Zio Giordano, Mark Giordano, and the heart of Ryan Reeves. Beautiful. Well, 
now is time for the comment section to decide uh, who built the best leaf. We're also going to be putting up these lists on Twitter. Um, you could go and vote who you think made the best decision there as well. And give us your thoughts. Go ahead. Build the best leaf using those categories. You can only use a player one time and see if you can build uh, a better player than Dave or I. Um, I mean, there's there's no right or wrong way to build it. I could say that. So I'd be very intrigued to see what anyone else uh, wants to wants to put forward this exercise because it's a lot of fun. It's a good time to, to do stuff like that. And uh, it's also just a good kind of primer for what we're going to see come this weekend, right? We're going to see these guys back in action, playoff or uh, preseason kicking off this weekend. So excited for, excited to see some of these guys and their traits in action at some point here in the next, uh, in the next week or so. Uh, all right, Dave, good stuff. Lots of fun as per usual. Uh, that'll do it for us here on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you enjoyed our show today, we'd appreciate it if you uh, smash that like button, as they say on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment down below as well, your thoughts on uh, our Frankenstein builds who built the better leaf and uh, give your thoughts as well as to how you would go through this exercise. All right. We'll be back with another episode for y'all tomorrow until then keep it locked right here on locked on leaves.